I want to talk to you a little bit about American Home Shield, our sponsor this half hour. When it comes to repairing or replacing parts of major home systems and appliances, you need a warranty that keeps your budget in mind, not to mention your sanity. There is nothing worse than a surprise of your um, one of your systems going down. Your refrigerator goes down, air conditioning or heat. Nobody likes to think about those breakdowns, but they happen. Helping you cover the cost when parts of your systems and your appliances break is what uh, American Home Shield is all about. They've been around for 50 years. If they can't repair your covered item, they'll replace it. And the coverage extends for whole systems like your heating to air conditioning to major appliances. So get the warranty you need for the price you can afford. Keep your home up and running and your budget on track with a more, uh, with uh, American Home Shield. Right now, you can take $50 off their most comprehensive plans ever. Just go to ahs.com slash Beck. Save 50 bucks. ahs.com slash Beck. Get $50 off any plan. Service fees, limitations, exclusions apply. See the plan for details. American Home Shield. ahs.com slash Beck. Welcome to Wednesday. Tonight we have a big special on how our kids are being groomed. Um, and it is, it's terrifying. We're going to get into it uh, just a bit. You need to know what's going on. And it's not just happening in California or New York. It's happening in all of our schools, happening here in Texas. It is rampant. We'll tell you all about it coming up in uh, just a little while. Also, I want to talk about something bigger. People, um, People say, what do we do? What do we do? What do we do? What are we going to, how are we going to save our nation? Well, the first step, I think, is making a choice. Are you going to be free or are you going to be happily fed by someone? I'll explain that choice in 60 seconds. First of all, how does inflation work? Who creates it? Why is the answer to that pretty much always the Federal Reserve? Most people don't know what the Fed is. They think it's part of the government, and it is not. It is a private corporation owned by all of the biggest banks. Uh, They have so much power. They are really responsible for our inflation and our economic problems and the uh, eventual loss of the dollar as the world's reserve currency. So who are they? Well, I've been telling you about the Tuttle Twins books for a while. These are, I think, essential for every home to have. Uh, they they take really important books, mainly about our founding or 
anything about uh, how the free market works, and they make it easy for kids to understand. Well, they have one called the Tuttle Twins and the Creature from Jekyll Island, and I've asked them to make this one free, uh, so you can just check it out. This is based on the G. Edward Griffin book, uh, The uh, Creature from Jekyll Island, which is all about the the fed how it was built what it does where it gets its authority how does inflation happen how do you stop inflation who's causing it these things are going to be the most important topic around your table and the most important decisions that you will make will be revolving around inflation you need to understand it it's free for any family tuttletwinsbeck.com tuttletwinsbeck.com So I was reading an article, um, and I'm having a hard time editing it because I think it's so important. It comes from Alex uh, Svetsky. He is the author of the Uncommunist Manifesto. And he says, modern society must make a decision. We as individuals in a modern society are becoming more technocratically dystopian by the day. Will Uh, inevitably we will inevitably be faced with a choice succumb to centralized digital money or rally around the freedom and sovereignty of bitcoin now he points out in this a big difference between cryptocurrency and bitcoin hang on he says the west is no longer the west i don't even know if it deserves to be capitalized What made it great and successful, the Enlightenment values and the sovereignty of the individual are all but dissolved in the morass of uh, modernity's mindlessness. Gone are the days of excellence, greatness, and standing out. In are the days of conformity, compliance, acceptance, participation awards, and just fitting in. The values and virtues that made the West great have been replaced with the incessant cry, for comfort and convenience in return for obedience. The crescendo of this horrific orchestra is nigh. Gaslighting is the norm. Like Orwell predicted, war is now peace. Freedom is now slavery. Ignorance is now strength. The West was not defeated by a single blow. It has been death by a thousand minute and meaningless cuts. From pronouns to equity scientism welfare climate alarmism political correctness this incessant need to deconstruct objective reality into completely arbitrary subjective falsehoods that has transformed the once great west into a cesspool of moral relativism when everything matters nothing matters we are truly living in a clown world We used to aspire to greatness and excellence. We were interested in the idea of quality, of worth, of value. But there is no more value. Like the money we conjure out of thin air and use to measure human action in all resources. Everything has been supposedly made abundant. Because we have no anchor to real cost. And as a result, we're drowning in excess quantities of fake wealth, of junk that doesn't matter, whether this be NFTs, moronic media, reality TV, fake celebrities, brainwashing at school, nursing home level politicians, 
or scandemics. And because we spend all of our time lying to ourselves and burning through real resources, we are simultaneously suffering from shortages in areas that do matter. Energy, food, responsibility, intelligence, and courage. We used to be pioneers. We used to envision our place in the stars. Now we bicker and worry about our place in the dirt. It's a sad time for humanity. And dare I say, only God knows when we come out on the other side, if we do it all. The empire of lies cannot last, and it will collapse either on top of all of us or atop only some. I sincerely hope the latter for the only meaningful and realistic goal we have left as sovereign, intelligent individuals is to limit the collateral damage. As we embark on this pursuit, and as the collapse of these false orders inevitably occur, it's my belief that Homo sapiens will bifurcate into two primary camps and perhaps two different species. One, Homo lemmingus. And two, Homo bitcoinius. The first one is a classic midwit NPC status persona. Those who lack personal control and restraint, and as such, project that lack onto the rest of the world. The key characteristic of the yearning to reduce the diverse constituents of a complex organism into simple numbers and transform these systems into mere spreadsheets. They are the doctors who believe health is the absence of disease, that disease is the absence of modern medicine, and that depression is the absence of Prozac. They lack the capacity to think holistically, and they view all fractal complex systems as linear and isolated from the whole. They have major control issues because they lack self-control and therefore compensate by attempting to control others. They're willing to trade the diversity and complexity of life for sterility and linear control. On the other hand, Homo Bitcoinius will be the kind of individual who continues to become more robust, sovereign, and self-reliant. They will be too busy practicing self-mastery and building something of value to bother with meddling in other people's lives. They will, be, they will be more local. They will own the product of their labor. They will trade freely, and they will have no master. They will own stuff and be happy. Of course, there will be uh, diverse classes of people arranged into hierarchies of competence. They'll not be built on some arbitrary authority by decree, but the emergence of natural leaders and masters of their craft. This is what nobility means in the classical sense. To be noble is something to aspire toward, not something to sneer at. To be noble is the pursuit of excellence and greatness. It is my hope that the new West will both be built and populated by these kinds of people.
we're going to have a high price to pay. He goes into he goes into the difference between crypto and Bitcoin. Have you ever thought of this, too? That those are very, very different. Sure. Yeah. I mean, and the, there's the every project is different in scope. And I, I was reading some of this earlier today. Seems like one of the big criticisms he has is the centralization aspect of many of the other coins correct uh, which is a problem it, you know i don't think that they're all worthless but that is one of the strengths of bitcoin it was why it was the first one it's mm-hmm. it, it, it why it's those fundamentals much better than any 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 of the others so he talks about bitcoin he says here are the reasons bitcoin came up in the first place it was the removal of rulers and issuers of money mm-hmm. the removal of monetary inflation the demonopolization of money forever, the placement of money into the realm of physical and natural laws, and the fusion of energy, universal physical currency, to money in the metaphysical sense. The magnitude of this achievement is staggering, and uh, the inability for people to comprehend it is both mind-numbingly frustrating, but also expected, considering the nihilistic pets humans have become perhaps the words on this page jolt you or perhaps i'm just yelling at the clouds i don't know but i'll try my best to remind you that fiat is the enemy in every sense of the word and in every incarnation any kind of coin other than bitcoin is just replicating the fiat we already have but on a more digital standard you don't want to give these people no different than Bill Gates or Mark Zuckerberg, ultimate power over you, do you? And he talks about how crypto um, has just become outright Ponzi schemes or machines used by uh, the financial uh, tech world and by governments. And he specifically goes into Ethereum, and I didn't know this about Ethereum, um, Ethereum apparently is, uh, let me see if I can find it. Ethereum is the, um, Ethereum foundation. Did you know that? Yeah. He writes, it's infused with world economic forum participants, but Ethereum co-founder, um, uh, owns Infura, which pract- uh, which practically the entire Ethereum network runs on. He's part of the old guard, worked at Goldman Sachs, I believe, in his be- in bed with agencies attempting to reduce the world into a spreadsheet and humans into numbers to populate it, uh, WEF, BlackRock, etc. Look, Ethereum's a totally different project, right? And it's a totally different aim. Um, but still, you know, look, uh, the point I think is is most pure here in the difference between Bitcoin and these centralized Fed coins, where, you know, this is where you're taking the positives of Bitcoin and implementing it into a system where the central government can monitor every one of your Correct. activities. Correct. And that is, I think the biggest danger here, you know, you can obviously be involved in these other crypto projects or not, but it's really more about not just, you know, the, which cryptocurrency you're talking about, right? It's, it's, it's a bigger issue than this. 
well it's he says fighting that, off you know the, that centralization yeah he's he's talking about like cordano is is uh you know cardano. using uh, yeah cardano or cut cardano yeah yeah cardano i mean we're we're super deep here i think no i know <laughs> that, i know that <laughs> but not, they're saying that it's yeah. blockchain for social good because that explains mm-hmm. what happened at the world economic forum they were talking about blockchain mm-hmm. and a lot of these things have their founders and uh you know the people on their board who are wef members and they're talking about this is going to be you know um you know socially good for everybody that that is leftist code language you know socially good what how are you going to make sure that things are balanced that's the one thing that bitcoin does not do it doesn't balance and give promise you equity it promises that you can take your labor turn it into money put it in bitcoin and it remains safe for you yeah relatively it's it's not there's no there's no overseer right that's the that's the the promise of it and you know i will say there's a really good argument that a lot of the cryptocurrency stuff has gone away from that you know they've tried to solve some of the you know perceived problems with with no centralization by putting a few people who aren't the government in a position of centralization, which is not, it's not, not, not any good. That's what we did with the mm, fed. It's not, it's not great. Right. No, it's it's exactly. You are setting up a new federal reserve, but like you, as you see, you know, we've been talking about this type of stuff for a while. When you talk about content being removed from the internet and, and social media uh, accounts going down, you know, banned and, and speech being, not only banned, but banned in advance, you know, people censoring their speech before they even say these things. Mm -hmm. Uh, That's the promise of this type of technology where it's so far outside. You know, we keep talking about, uh, you know, how are we going to change the the law so that YouTube is nicer to us? Like, I mean, I'm not saying there's nothing to do down those roads, but like those are, that's, those are not solutions to these problems. Like YouTube is never going to do what you want it to do. Twitter is never, even with Elon right. Musk in there, you're just going to start disliking Elon Musk more if he takes this thing over because yeah. they're never going to do, they're never going to do this right. But they never that will. is the reason why Bitcoin is so good mm-hmm. is it sets the rules up and the rules can't be changed right the rules are the rules just exist yeah nobody nobody can change those rules i would have no problem that's what the internet used to be i'd have no problem if you had youtube facebook whatever and the rules were the rules and you don't change them along the way to for your own you know board members or whoever you just that's it um, and everything was fair. You don't like that one? Good. Go create another one. And they didn't have the ability to stop you from creating another one. That's the world that America always was. America was based on that idea. The streets were lined with gold. Not literally. They were lined with gold because if you want to build something, this was the place where you could build it. Now remember, Disneyland was built in under a year, about seven months. You wouldn't be able to get an environmental study for Disneyland today. Mm. Um, that's who we used. To, that's who we were in 1955. So are we going to be free or are we going to be under somebody's thumb? That is the main choice that we all have to make. 
Nick wrote in about his experience with Relief Factor. He said, I got Relief Factor started about two weeks ago, and I noticed a big difference. My knees don't hurt anymore. I sleep better, and all my other aches and pains don't seem nearly as noticeable anymore. I'll continue to take Relief Factor. It makes a huge difference in how I feel. If you're living with pain, may I recommend that you give Relief Factor a try? Just like Nick, you could get your life back. It's not a drug. It was developed by doctors and has four key ingredients that work with your body to fight inflammation. And if you try the three-week trial pack, about 70% of the people who try it and take it as directed go on to order more month after month. It works for about 70% of the people. ReliefFactor.com. Call 800-4-RELIEF. 800-THE-NUMBER-4-RELIEF. Get the 1995 three-week quick start developed for you. ReliefFactor.com. 800-THE-NUMBER-4-RELIEF. Relief Factor. Feel the difference. 10 seconds. Station ID. If you're a parent, tonight's show on Blaze TV at 9, the uh, Glenn Beck Wednesday night special, is mandatory. If you, uh, if you have kids, you really cannot afford to miss it. We're in a culture war, and there is no other option but staying in and fighting it and refusing to surrender. Our children literally are at stake. If you're a concerned parent, you've been fighting back against CRT and the new comprehensive sexuality education. You've been doing a great job, but we are we're only fighting a fraction of what is going on. There's a new system that is being pushed through the schools all over the country, and it's receiving federal funds in mass. And uh, the program has roots that go all the way to the CDC and its collaborators are Planned Parenthood. They coordinate with each other on school curriculum. I'll show you the proof tonight. The people pushing this on our children want to turn teachers into an evil hybrid of sociologists and psychiatrists. And this is their stated goal for the program. They say it, quote, through which all young people and adults acquire and apply the knowledge, skills, and attitudes to develop healthy identities, manage emotions, and achieve personal and collective goals, to feel and show empathy for others, establish and maintain supportive relationships, and make responsible and caring decisions. Now, it's made to sound benign, but uh, it's not. We'll show you tonight. 9 p.m. Do not miss it. The Glenn Beck Program. My Patriot Supply. The Great Reset is in full swing. Sometimes, sometimes it sucks uh, to be right on these things. I was hoping it was wrong, but... The time is now. You can't afford to leave your family unprepared. Drop what you're doing and go to the special webpage, preparewithglenn.com. Nobody knows when food shortages are going to hit, but uh, next hour I'm going to tell you what's going to happen to oil here in probably the next couple of weeks, and it is game-changing. You need emergency food while you still can get it. If you're not prepared... When the grocery stores run out of food or run out of certain things or you just can't afford it, we're all in a world of hurt. You need to be the one reaching out to help others, not the one who wasn't prepared from the get-go. 
So go to preparewithglenn.com. Save $150 on a three-month emergency food kit uh, from My Patriot Supply. Save $150 right now. Go to preparewithglenn.com. They arrived in unmarked boxes for your privacy. It's preparewithglenn.com. Go there now. The Great Reset is the book you need to read. It's available at glensnewbook.com. Get the first chapter free. The Family Sex Show. A sex education stage production aimed at children as young as five that features non-sexual nudity has now been canceled after unprecedented threats launched at the company putting on the show. This is in England. What are we supposed to do with our tickets? Or do you get yeah, refunds? Or? Yeah. Well, I don't work? know. You'll have to call the box office. Okay. Mm-hmm. The show features non-sexual nudity and explores topics such as consent, pleasure, mm. queerness, mm-hmm. and gender. Mm-hmm. Um, in response, uh, more than 38,000 people signed a petition calling for the cancellation of the show, which was set for May performances at Bristol's Tobacco Factory. BBC um, News reported in a follow-up story, the petition called the Family Sex Show profoundly irresponsible and wholly inappropriate. <laughs> you think? Yeah. The show's creators say... It's regrettable that violent and illegal threats and abuse directed to the company and venues by a small group of people with extremist views have prevented families from opting to attend to something that was transparent, consensual, and legal. You know, okay, that's good. That's really good. I love that. This is the response of everybody. You know, it is. I mean, we saw this with Taylor Lorenz over the past couple of days. Yeah. Uh, you know, you have to say that you've been harassed. You have to say mm. no one cares when a conservative is harassed online. No one cares when their life is threatened. Do you know how many millions of dollars I personally no. have spent on safety for my family and over the years, over 20 years? It's it's insanity when you it, it, people just don't understand if you are in the public eye and now. You don't, you know, the problem is you don't have the resources. It's insanity for my family, but I really feel horrible for people who are just posting things. They're just regular parents. They went to a PTA meeting and now they're getting death threats. They don't have the money to have Gavin DeBecker and associates go and protect them. They don't have that. This is a horrible trend and it is all Saul Alinsky. And it's one of the reasons why what we saw with the Washington Post over the past couple of days is so dangerous. Yeah. You know, you go out and you give out the home address of a person who's controversial online, but anonymous, and you direct, obviously, everyone to, to you know, who God only knows what. I mean, harass the, per- you know, the person. What, who- what, what are you suggesting by giving somebody's home address out. Yeah. I mean, you're, we got to knock on the door and have a reasonable conversation with them. And they denied even it. Even that's course. unreasonable. They denied it, even though they linked to the real estate agent or the uh, license that has the address on it. I know. Uh, but again, like, you know, now she has had to move to an undisclosed location 
and again does not have uh, yep. Gavin De Becker and Associates I to know. protect her. We'll talk. We'll talk about this coming up next hour. Um, but this is the way that uh, of the world that now it is hate speech to call a boy a boy, a man a man, a woman a woman. That's now hate speech. This is going way too far. Tonight, I'm I'm going to show you in the, their own curriculum. It is it's crazy. They are instructing the and this is government funded, instructing the teachers how to instruct their students on identity and equity. Um, I'm going to break break it all down for you tonight. The ways that the ways they are really truly brainwashing our kids. Some of the little tricks include exercises that mention, quote, ceremonies and rituals. This is from their curriculum, their words, not mine, in your school right now. We'll show you tonight at uh, 9 p.m. Also, there's a new Thor, Love and Thunder. And the uh, trailer looks as though Disney Marvel is making Thor a gay superhero. So, in completely unrelated news, uh, Florida Governor Ron DeSantis announced yesterday that the state legislature is coming back for a special session to do a couple of things, one of which is to get rid of any special district enacted before 1968. Gee, what's before 19... Oh, 1965, when Walt Disney got all of those special privileges. So he is serious. He says they um, this week's uh, session will include the termination of legacy special districts and the removal of exemptions from big tech accountability. You can't sue in Florida. You can't sue, uh, you know, companies like, let's say, I don't know, ABC. ESPN or any of these companies that might put something out there and you're like, wait a minute. Now that's, I'm sure completely unrelated to the 12 lobbyists that practically live in the laps of uh, Florida, the Florida's legislature. Um, But they're repealing that and the uh, special exemptions for Disney in 1965. You would think that Disney is just going to, pull out all the stops and get those 12 you know, lobbyists just to promise all kinds of things. But can they? Because usually politicians, when you promise them, look, we'll fund your next election campaign. That's usually what gets them. Um, I think Disney just said that they wouldn't fund any elections and any politicians in Florida. So what's their leverage? What's their leverage? And I think this is, I am a huge Disney fan. I'm a huge Walt Disney fan. And Walt would be sickened by his company today. Um, You know, I know his, what, granddaughter or great granddaughter came out and said, he would love the transgender. No, he wouldn't. No, he wouldn't. No, he wouldn't. You should probably read a little bit more about your your great grandfather. I'm I'm just saying he would love the transgender what movement. Okay, you know everything that's going on that mm. you know that Disney is pushing right now. 
Because wouldn't he have been able to theoretically do that when he ran the company? I mean, if he loved it, he could have. Well, he was probably a closet crossdresser because people were so bigoted and hateful back then. You know? Oh, okay. You know, so, so who knows? Mm-hmm. Who knows? But this is good news because we have got to go on the offense. Yeah, I mean, I think it's going on the offense in a smart way is is really, uh, you know, an important thing. DeSantis has done a good job, generally speaking, trying to find that line, too, because you can be on the offense and also an idiot. Yeah, uh, that wrong. is we've seen people do this. And right. I think DeSantis has figured out a pretty good way of walking in that line that reinforces, you know, the conservative prince principles that he cares about. Right. that We care about it's um, this is just. Um, this is just a return to sanity. You know, 1965, I understand why Florida did that. Should they have done that? Probably not. But I understand why they did that. Mm -hmm. You got to stop doing things like this. You know, we have to have an even playing ground for everyone. By the way, taking these special exemptions away from Disney means that they now have county inspectors coming in that have to look at all of their plans when they want to build anything. Anything. And that's going to be tough for them. Uh-huh. And it has been a huge advantage for this corporation. Mm-hmm. I mean, you, you've been to Orlando. If you've ever been in this area, you know, it's not just Disney World. There's parks all over the place. Mm-hmm. And all of them have to play by the rules. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like All of their competitors mm-hmm. that you go to visit have to play by these rules that Disney gets exempt from. And, you know, look. Unfair I, business practices. I'm, it's, it's absolutely unfair. I am honestly fine with a movement toward what Disney has. Where for everybody, though, not just yeah, for oh, yeah. one chosen company, I, you know, I think people should be able to do a lot more and be a lot more free and have to deal with a lot fewer of these restrictions. You know, I, I tell you, I am so I, I am becoming so radical in my thinking. Um, and really, it's not radical. It's just radical to the progressive era. Um, but I don't know why we pay pop property tax. I really don't. It's my property. I paid for it. Mm-hmm. And how is it that I could lose my property that I've paid for if I can't make the property tax? What are you talking about? Isn't that what Robin Hood was trying to stop? Isn't it wasn't that why we moved over here? Because the lords and the ladies could just take your property. You have to pay a high tax. I purchased that already. What am I going to pay? Pay property tax on my car too? every single. Ooh, I guess I do. In some degree. Yeah, uh, that, you're right. I, that should all be gone. All gone. I don't need another cause right now, but yes, yeah. I, I'm with you. Get the, rid of it all. I'm telling you, the first presidential nominee that says, I'm going to abolish the um, uh, Board of Education or the Department of Education, I'm going to abolish it. And see this guy over here? He hates the Department of Education. He hates it with the, what does Pat say? With all the passion of a thousand white hot suns. (laughs) He hates it. I'm going to make him uh, the uh, head of the Department of Education. And his first job is to say, hey, uh, last one out. Don't forget, turn off the lights. I, I want action. 
from these people. Bold action. Yeah, we were talking about this on tax day, which is just, you know, an absolute cluster. And by the way, I'm still I still haven't filed my extension. (laughs) I really get it done. There's too many things. It took too long. Well, I mean, I'm going to get they're going to penalize me for it when there's nothing I can do about it now. I've already passed the date. But point being here is that, you know, if we were to take we're supposed to bring in revenue wise four point two trillion dollars. This year, four point two trillion dollars. This is not a revenue problem no. that we have. It it's is a spending big, problem. It's the biggest revenue we've ever had. We're supposed to spend something like six point eight trillion when we're bringing in four point two trillion. Which I don't know if anyone notices the gap between those two numbers, but it's relatively large. <laughs> um, in fact, it's larger than every dime we bring in from the income tax. Every di- we if we doubled what we brought in on the income tax, we still wouldn't break even in this country. And the other way of looking at this is we brought in four point two trillion dollars or we're supposed to this year. If you got rid of the income tax completely, brought it to zero dollars, all of us paid nothing. We would still be bringing in the same amount of money as the beginning of the Barack Obama administration. Not going back to Reagan or Carter or Nixon, Barack Obama, the guy who was just president like pretty recently. If you got rid of the entire income tax, we just have to go back to the revenue part uh, point we were at in 2000. I think it's 2010 or 11. Like this is the way this is growing. It's growing so far out of control so quickly that we really could. Could we deal with the spending habits of the so, so uh, virtuous when it comes to a small government, Barack Obama? Do you think we could handle that? Yeah. I feel like we could. I don't know. I mean, we haven't fixed health care yet. Yeah. So we have, <laughs> we have to fix Obamacare to be able to get that. And that's going to cost us. Well, I'll check with the CBO. I'm sure they have the accurate mm. number. Of course. Patriot Mobile, uh, not too many companies out there that uh, I buy from, which I can honestly say I am really proud to do business with. I believe in all of the companies that uh, are on this program. I use their products. I like their products or they don't come on the show. Um, Patriot Mobile is in a class all by itself because it is truly developing an alternative economy, a parallel economy. You don't have to be with these big tech companies and these big cell service companies. They are they are using your money to do evil. Uh, Verizon supports Planned Parenthood. Do you want any of your money going to Planned Parenthood? Patriot Mobile has developed a separate system. They're on the same tower, so you get the same coverage. Then they provide the same great service. They have better, I think, customer service uh, and lower prices. You're going to save money and they're they're supporting you. We've got to support these companies that are actually they're putting skin in the game and they are actually supporting us. It's patriotmobile.com slash Beck switch today. 972 Patriot 972 Patriot or patriotmobile.com slash Beck. This is. The Glenn Beck Program.
Well, Chris Brady, who works uh, for the uh, program, uh, wrote to me today, what do hippies and Hitler and 420 have to do with each other? 420 is April 20th. That's Hitler's birthday. Uh, hippies selected 420 as a day of celebration. Um, you know, maybe hippies are, maybe they're a little darker hearted. I mean, hippies love the VW bug. Okay. Designed by the Fuhrer. Uh, hippies love socialism. Won't shut up about it. Guess who else was a socialist? Hitler. Vegetarianism. Hippies love it. Another area where hippies followed Hitler's lead. Uh, environmentalism. Hippies love hugging trees. Guess where that came from? The Nazis' quest for wholeness. They were environmentalists. Big environmentalists. Nut yeah. jobs. Mm-hmm. Um, organic farming. Stupid hippies love organic anything. Guess who started that scam? The Nazis. The occult. Hippies love the occult. They can't get enough of it. Who shared the same feeling? Hitler. Alternative medicine. Hippies hate modern medicine because big pharma is bad. Well, guess who they got that from? Yeah. Hitler. Uh Uh-huh. But he's like the modern hippies that have put on a suit. He really pushed uh, for, you know, uh, alternative medicine, but he also at the same time embraced big pharma. (laughs) Who's doing that now? Hippies. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Hippies and Hitler. Notice they both start with an H and have an I as the next letter. Wow. Yeah. This is... The Glenn Back Program. Home is where you live, and it's a lot more than that as well. It's an investment tool, especially these days. Right now, home values are up almost 20%, and that's a big deal because it means you're able to access that equity as cash at incredibly low interest rates. It's like four and what, four and three quarters percent right now. That cash, you can pay off higher interest debts or fund home re- renovations building up on the equity that will return over time, or you can save it up. Whatever you need, it's your money. If this sounds like something that you're interested in to pay down those credit cards, this is the time to do it. American Financing at 800-906-2440, 800-906-2440, or go to AmericanFinancing.net. AmericanFinancing.net, they've got you covered coast to coast. American Financing, 800-906-2440. Call them now.
Hey, do you remember when our benevolent leader, Joe Biden, think back to a time before he was taking orders from the Easter Bunny? Way back. Remember when he said he was going to tap our oil reserves, our strategic oil reserves, so it would bring the price down at the pump for average Americans? Yeah, apparently that's not entirely true. He also used those 180 billion uh, barrels of oil or million barrels of oil um, for something else. We're sending oil from our strategic oil reserve now over to help Europe. I don't remember him saying that. Do you? What is happening? We'll explain in 60 seconds. Kay wrote in about her experience with Relief Factor. She said, I used to get up every morning with pain in my leg so bad it felt like I was going to explode. From the very first day I started taking Relief Factor, I could tell a difference. I've been taking Tylenol three or four times a day. I hardly ever take it at all anymore. I am so happy I gave Relief Factor a try. If you're living with pain, may I recommend you do what Kay did? Give Relief Factor a try. Try the three-week quick start. It's 1995. It's a trial pack, and hundreds of thousands of people have ordered Relief Factor, and about 70% of them go on to order more. And it says a lot. ReliefFactor.com. Call them now. 800 4, the number 4, Relief. 800 4, Relief. 1995, the quick, the three week quick start package developed for you. ReliefFactor.com. ReliefFactor.com. Feel the difference. All right. Uh, before I get into the strategic oil reserve, uh, let me just give you something that Reuters reported last night. The EU is set to declare a full embargo on Russian oil after this week's French election. Now, that election is happening, I believe, this weekend, is it not? And it's between Macron and Le Pen. It is close. I mean, remember last time, do you happen to know those numbers? The last time Macron ran against Le Pen, wasn't it like 80-20 or something? It was something like, I want to say it was 70-30, 80-20, something in that general vicinity. Once they, because they have a big election, top two go to a runoff. In that runoff, it adds up to 100% um, uh, because there's only two candidates and everyone has to vote, uh, you know, pick somebody. So it was a blowout, though. It was not close. It was like, I can't believe she got into the runoff was the reaction to Mm -hmm. it. And then the runoff was not close. That's not the case this time. Yeah, it's 45-55 Macron. And once again, the elites are deciding an election. Uh, You know, in in World War One, right before we went into World War One, uh wilson said as his campaign slogan i'm not going to get you into war within just a few weeks after he was in office uh for his second term after the election we were at war he sent the troops to war um the elites always think they know better and so they will keep things from you and that's exactly what the european union is doing with the french people They don't want to upset the election because it's so close. And what they're about to do would push it in Le Pen's favor. They are about to declare a total embargo on Russian oil. They're supposedly, according to Reuters, going to do this next week. This will cause a massive spike in the price of oil. 
I'll give that to you here in a second. But first, let me ask you, is this really hurting Russia? Because they found other buyers for all of their oil. They have found buyers in China, in Turkey, and India. And these people are saying that if this happens, they'll buy more. So they have remarkably, according to J.P. Morgan, the Russian crude exports are actually averaging uh, 360,000 barrels above pre-invasion volumes. Huh. Now they're saying that they're going to cut, Europe will cut uh, all of that. And when they do, according to J.P. Morgan Chase, the price of Brent crude oil, $185 a barrel. $185 a barrel. That, because of inflation, is about where the uh, price of oil was, about 145 For how long? In 2007 or 8. This is what caused the collapse of our economy. It was oil prices. The entire Western world is is built on the back of energy prices being no more than $100 a barrel. Every time it's over $100 a barrel, it hurts the economy. And it stops it. If you can get it down to, what did Trump have it down to? Like $60 a barrel? When you get it down there, you're starting to hurt Russia. But high prices help Russia, Saudi Arabia, and hurt us, the entire West. At $185 a barrel, I don't even know what gas prices would be. But we're probably all paying $5 plus California Good luck. How long can the Western world survive that? Now, here's what's interesting. India uh, and uh, China and Turkey have already said they would take this oil. Europe is not thinking about just pulling all of the oil and stopping at cold Turkey. They are thinking about maybe doing it more slowly over a period of months. Well, that gives Russia time to make all the deals. That, who wins in that scenario? You don't have oil. They have buyers. How, what is that? By the way, the Russian break-even for oil is less than $10 a barrel. So they're talking also about price caps. We'll only pay $20, but you're still giving them $10 on every barrel. I mean, I don't understand. You're just hurting yourself with this. And, you know, I'm beginning to wonder. You remember Biden had the emergency strategic oil reserve, petroleum reserve. And he said he was going to release 180 million barrels of oil, 180 million barrels of oil from the Strategic Petroleum Reserve. That's one million barrels a day at for 180 days. 
And it would end, shockingly, just right after the midterm elections. Okay? So he was going to do that. And remember what he said? I'm going to do this because I want to help the average person at the gas pump. Well, somehow or another, the definition of an emergency in helping you now includes making a profit at the expense of American consumers because sooner or later, a real emergency will hit and we will need the fuel. Uh, According to Matt Smith, oil analyst and commodity data firm uh, Kepler, we are now exporting our strategic oil reserve crude, and we've been doing it since last November. So when Biden said we're going to release some and it's going to help the average person, no, that's not true. Unless Unless you consider the citizens of Europe the citizens of the United States. Why didn't we know this? Why is he doing this? This is really not going to help. I mean, unless he's buying the support from Europe. Why would we buy the support from Europe? Support for what? Two years ago today, what were oil prices? I don't know. Today, it's a hundred and what is it? Hundred and four hundred four dollars. Yeah. Two years ago today, oil prices sixteen dollars and ninety four cents. Sixteen dollars. An asterisk, of course, here in that that is we are in the worst part of the pandemic at this point, which is a massive, you know, it was at that is the lowest it went. But that was two years ago. Exactly today. Sixteen dollars and ninety four cents. It's now now over a hundred dollars. And, you know, once we rebounded off that, the real catastrophic drop of the right. pandemic, it was around $40 after that. And now we're at 140 40 to $60 is a dream. Yeah, 40 to 60 is where, where he was throughout 2019, most of 2017. It's a little higher at times in 2018, but had leveled off between 50 and $60 before the pandemic hit. And then, of course, all the way down to $16. That's amazing. I wish I, wish I would have bought so, oil back Stu, then. Stu, can you tell me what exactly do you think is happening with the strategic oil reserve being released, some of it at least, to Europe? That's not for Europe. That's for us. And that is actually not for price relief. That is to run our ships, our Navy, our Air Force. What it's supposed to be, certainly. Exactly right. Okay. And then we seem to be going closer and closer. Remember, Joe Biden said, I I don't want to do anything that's going to, you know, look like we're supporting Ukraine in any military fashion. We're not going to replace those planes for Poland if they do that. We're not going to be involved in that at all. Okay. Mm -hmm. Because that would be akin to an act of war right he was very clear on that wasn't he or was seemed it just like me it. no it yeah. seemed like it uh yesterday nbc news cited five u.s officials um that said a a new package a new arms package um which will bring our military aid to three billion dollars is going to be announced listen to this we are now selling them howitzers anti-aircraft systems, anti-ship missiles, armed drones, armored trucks, personnel carriers, and even tanks. 
Now, that sounds to me as bad, if not worse, than some old planes from the 1960s that we weren't even going to do. Why are we doing this? By the way, Russia sent a warning to us that if we start delivering these, quote, most sensitive weapon systems to Ukraine, it will bring unpredictable consequences. I don't think they're unpredictable. You keep using that word. I do not think it means what you think it means. I don't think it's unpredictable. Are we, are we shooting ourselves in the foot by giving away our oil reserve, even selling our oil reserve, just touching our oil reserves at this point? While we're antagonizing the bigger bully and maybe the biggest bully on the block with over 6,000 nuclear weapons. Yeah, that seems like a problem to me. Now, if you're going, you know, the, the, the back sort of uh, the backstory as far as the reporting goes seems to indicate basically we're trying to say to Europe, we need to get you guys need to stop buying Russian fossil fuels. And we are they say, well, what are we going to use? And this is part of our answer. Right. Well, we'll we'll send you. Some from our strategic oil reserves to help, you know, lower the burden as you cut this this? off. We just open up our our system, Mm -hmm. you know. Yeah, it's going to take us six months, but we're already six months into this. We're going to open up our systems again. We're going to start pumping it like we were and we'll sell it to you for $60 a barrel. And we're going to leave our strategic oil reserve alone. I mean... It's really getting simple. You know, it's fascinating to watch this because you mentioned before, you're like, wasn't he like really clear about this? And he was really clear when he said, uh, you know, that we were not going to uh, do anything that was going to escalate us into war. But to say that he was clear really about any of this overall is really difficult to say. He's gone back and forth over and over again. Remember, this guy ran a platform saying we're going to get rid of of fossil fuels we're going to eliminate them we're going to be you know net zero we're go- all of these things that he said to environmentalists to get their vote then he gets in front of the the public and people say hey you keep saying you're going to get rid of all these fossil fuels now we're having an oil price crisis what what's the deal here gas prices are going through the roof it's hurting families and he says we haven't done anything we haven't done anything to stop production what are you talking about now there was a court ruling that said they had to open up new leases, not their action. They, they, the court said you have to open up these new leases. Uh, so the environmentalists are mad and he's saying again, we're not doing anything. This isn't us. Uh, so like they've gone back and forth on this so many times because they're telling the left that they're absolutely attacking fossil and fuels are. and then telling the American people we're not doing anything on that front at all. All these oil companies are just oh so greedy and that's the problem here. All right, just do me a favor and prepare for uh, a bad scenario. Maybe it doesn't come, uh, but uh, so far it looks like that's what they're going to announce next week. Um, American Financing is our sponsor. American Financing, hour. NMLS, 182334, www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. So high inflation is challenging the economy like nobody's business. Screw the economy. It is challenging you. Americans, most Americans, are worried about just putting food on the table. 
this is the wrong direction. But I don't see it coming to any kind of a halt until there's a change in Washington. Prices last month up 8.5, highest in 40 years. You're not going to contain this very soon. Take a long, hard look at your finances right now, your budget, your mortgage. Better yet, let American Financing take a look at them for you. They know what they're doing. They've been a leading lender during difficult times just like this. They've been in business for like 25 years. Um, They continue to help people just like you save money every single month. So just get your budget under control. Get out of those high interest credit card uh, debt, please. Call American Financing to see if they can help you. 800-906-2440. 800-906-2440-AmericanFinancing.net. 10 seconds, station ID. I told you last hour that we're doing a big special tonight on Blaze TV on what is being taught in our children's school. CRT and the new comprehensive sexuality education are small pieces of a much larger pie. This program goes on all the way to the top, and it is spreading all over our country, everywhere in public schools. I want to play a piece of a video being shown to our kids right now. Is it normal to watch porn? Hashtag Ask Amaze! Yes, it's normal. Lots of people watch porn. After all, it's right there and it's free. And anyway, many people are curious about this sex stuff. Okay, um, target age for this video. Nine. Nine. Do you know what porn does to a nine-year-old's brain? It was uh, produced by a group called Amaze. They're partnered with another organization called Advocates for Youth. I'm going to show what all of this means. We go in deep tonight uh, to show you what this is all about. I want to show you a little teaser on what they're really uh, after with grooming and brainwashing our kids. Here's a little flyer between Advocates for Youth and Planned Parenthood. Uh, Can you put that flyer up? Uh, Advocates for Youth, Feminist Majority Foundation, and Planned Parenthood announce youth show-out campaign to engage and mobilize young voters. Our children are being brainwashed by radical leftists. The schools are churning out child activists. These will all be in their own words, and I will show you how our government is helping fund all of this. It's justice-oriented civic engagement. If you're a parent, you cannot afford to miss the show tonight at 9 p.m. on Blaze TV. Project Groomer, exposing the secret plan to brainwash your kids. It is everywhere, and it is breathtaking. We have got to stop this. I'm telling you, Donald Trump, if you're going to run or whoever is going to run, you stop, you stop ESG, and you abolish the Department of Education, and you've made a big dent in the problem. A big dent. Abolish 
the Department of Education. Fire them all. Close it down. Return the control to our local communities because none of us would be funding any of this. Back in a minute. The word expert now really kind of takes on a bad meaning. You know, I'm an expert. Well, shut up. But when it comes to buying or selling your home, it really does mean something. It means a lot. When you, are, when you are looking at your biggest investment of your life, buying or selling, you really need the best advice and the best people on your team. Realestateagentsitrust.com. This is... This is, I think, the way it's supposed to work. Realestateagentsitrust.com is a free service to you. It's my company. We have vetted all of these real estate agents all over the country. I mean, it's really, it's a two-hour interview process. They don't work for us. They're just in our network so we can, as a free service to you, refer them. We want to know everything about them. We look for the best business practices so you know, okay, this person I can trust to help make the right deal for me on buying or selling. Go to realestateagentsitrust.com. That's realestateagentsitrust.com. And head over to blazetv.com slash Glenn. The promo code is Glenn to save 10 bucks off your subscription to Blaze TV. If you don't um, use TikTok, good for you. I mean, I mean that sincerely. All hail you. Um, TikTok is a is a um, is a Chinese tool. I think just to just dumb us down. Um, but I digress. There, there is. Um, there isn't there's not the censorship on TikTok that there is elsewhere. And somebody has really done a great job at exposing the craziness that is the fringe of the liberal part. I can't say that. You know, what was fringe, we're now living. So I don't know what fringe is in the in the on the left anymore. I have no idea what fringe is. Um, but the creator has now come under attack and I want to play just a little bit of something she said, uh, yesterday as she is being doxxed and exposed and her address is given out online. Here's what she said. How has this affected your life? This Jeff Bezos piece? Well, it's the past two days have been very chaotic and overwhelming. Um, I have to make some travel plans you know, really fast, but I was not planning on earlier. So there was a little bit of coordination that had to happen. Um, and I'm now in a location where I don't think anyone would find me, um, not in any of the locations that Taylor Lorenz leaked or that anyone can find. Um, yeah. But I, it's, it's been a little bit tough, but I'm not going to let this get me down. 
So her friends and people who know her say she's not going to stop. This is not going to. It will frighten her. It will scare her um, because they're coming after her. And these people will be violent. You know, they always say the right is so violent. Show it to us. Show it to us. The left, I could show you boatloads of evidence that you're violent. So all she's doing on this TikTok, it's the libs of TikTok. All she does is take things that are on TikTok. She doesn't edit them out of context or anything else. She just takes the post and she reposts it in one place. And now conservatives go to libs of TikTok and they see what they're saying. Let me give you two of the videos she posted. Here's video number one. This is a tool I use to teach students about gender and sexuality. First up, we have sex assigned at birth. This is what the doctor says you are when you come out of the womb. It should be based on chromosomes, hormones, and genitals, but most time doctors just look at genitals. Next up, we have gender identity, which is totally different from sex assigned at birth. This is what you feel you are inside, and no one can see this from the outside. There are three different sliders that you can move up and down to describe your gender identity. Then we have gender expression, which is how you show your gender to the world. It's usually based in a sort of binary system, which isn't perfect. Again, you can slide these up and down to show the different gendered ways you express yourself. Then we jump down to attraction. We have physical attraction and emotional attraction. These are different. Instead of Again, there are sliders that a person can use to best describe their sexuality. All right. So this is done with a big cartoon unicorn and this is for our kids. That's a teacher explaining, showing the curriculum what's happening. Instead of teaching addition, we are teaching, uh, you know, attraction. Bet the Chinese aren't doing that. Now, this is a first grade um, uh, classroom. This is a um, uh, from a teacher in a charter school in Boston. Again, from the libs of TikTok. Listen to this. And something something cool about me, Miss Hammond. All right. All right. So something that's really cool and unique about who I am is that I am transgender. So we touched a little bit about that at the beginning of this week uh, in the book that Miss Hammond read, but I'm gonna give you my explanation about what it means to be transgender as well. So when babies are born, the doctor looks at them and they make a guess about whether the baby is a boy or a girl based on what they look like. And most of the time that guess is 100% correct. There are no issues whatsoever. Um, and, but sometimes the doctor is wrong. The doctor makes an incorrect guess. Um, when the doctor makes a correct guess, that's when a person is called cisgender. When a doctor's guess is wrong, that's when they are transgender. So I'm a man, but when I was a baby, the doctors told my parents I was a girl. And so my parents gave me a name that girls typically have and bought me clothes that girls typically wear. Um, and until I was 18 years old, Everyone thought I was a girl. And this was super, super uncomfortable for me because I knew that wasn't right. Hmm. I didn't know the doctor's guess. Did you know that? No, I kind of thought they had uh, some information based on science that yeah. they, were, they were making. Yeah. They were recording. But no, I guess it's just a spin of a wheel. I guess we don't follow the science. No, no, it's just a guess. So the reason why we're bringing this up is this is all this woman does. She's not taking people out of context. She's just playing that on one channel of you know her channel, Libs of TikTok. 
And many of them are these. Those are two more of the more serious examples. A yeah. lot of them are funny. I mean, yeah. it's just you know laughing at those the the oddities in our world. Right, <laughs> like we all have them. Some people have more than others. But nobody's on <laughs> candid camera. They posted these right. to yes. TikTok. That's really important. Right. She's not go, like, as far as I know. And correct me if I'm wrong on this, Glenn. But she's not going into someone who has their account set as private. No, and lifting their their account. She's just She's going just, through and 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 uh, being a human algorithm. Yeah. Hey, these are the things I find interesting. Look at what look at what liberals are really saying to each other mm-hmm. uh, in this world. And they admit quite a bit when they're bragging to their friends about how much typically they are owning conservatives. Correct. They're doing this to brag. So here's the thing. Jeff Bezos owns the Washington Post. The Washington Post, through Taylor Lorenz, has doxxed the woman that has the libs of uh, of TikTok. Doxed her. She's a regular person. She's only all she's doing is being a human aggregator. That's it. Uh, but apparently, Taylor Lorenz, who I think is psychotic. She has had a psychotic break um, because she has been crying on NBC, complaining about threats and online bullying that she claims has targeted her. Um, And she said it is so destructive and has destroyed my life and made me feel unsafe. If there's just one piece of information that comes out about me, well, She then goes to the Washington Post and exposes the woman behind libs of TikTok address and everything. Now, they're saying they didn't do that. But yes, they did. They posted a real estate license with the woman's address on it. Oh, he didn't see the address. Bullcrap. You didn't see the address. And the only reason why this is happening is because libs of TikTok is successful. People actually watch it and laugh. And that cannot be tolerated in an authoritarian state. You do not make fun of the authoritarians. You don't. That's the only reason why this is happening. This is intimidation, period. They wanted to to extract consequence. They wanted pain. They wanted a price. If you're going to make our movement look bad, then you're going to pay personally in in fear, in uh, harm to your career, in uh, intimidation, in whatever form it is. You will have to pay a price for being successful against liberals, against progressives, against the far left against the great reset you will they have to extract a price for it there's no other way reason to do this they, bs they didn't know the address was there they're in fact they're not even they're not even saying that they're not saying we we missed the address they're saying they didn't do it at all they're just memory holding the entire experience when everyone saw the link to the real estate license with the address on the page uh, they're just acting as if it didn't occur that's their plan right now the washington post and it's completely it's embarrassing this is this is not 1997 where taylor lorenz was crying about 
a piece of information out about her, who is a public figure, a reporter, and everyone knows her name. Now she's actually trying to justify outing someone who isn't a public figure, who doesn't have their name public. What does that do to her life? They, she knows exactly what it does. She was just crying and sobbing about it on MSNBC a couple of weeks ago. And to, to have this disconnect shows real struggles a dealing psych- with reality. Oh, a psychotic break. A true psychotic break. She is, I, I don't know. She, she is a danger possibly to her own self. She is to others. She's now demonstrated that she is not living in reality no. and she is a danger to others. Uh, that's a reason that, you know, they keep you at the hospital. She said she was dealing with massive PTSD. Yeah. She said she was uh, mentally just exhausted. This is two weeks ago. And she understands the consequences of all this. Then she goes to work with Jeff Bezos and she does exactly what she said caused her breakdown. That's somebody who needs help. I mean, that I, I don't want to uh, get into the world of uh, diagnosing people and <laughs> committing people to insane asylums, but she is a danger to others and she is not making any sense. She is doing what she just said should never be done. And and it's a much worse version than what happened to her. Oh, she, yeah. I mean, the fact that she's taking someone whose identity is not known and making it known is a really big line. And taking someone who is not a public figure and making them into a public figure is a big difference. Taylor Lorenz, look, she, she of course she's dealt with criticism online. She's an online reporter for all of the major papers in our country, basically, she was at the New York, New York, the top two, New York Times and Washington Post, right? She's been, you know, she's been in the center of this debate for a while. And of course, yes, she has received criticism, much of it fair, some of it unfair. I'm sure some of it was terrible. I know that we receive terrible, abusive things said to us all the time. It's part of being a public figure in the all United the States. Time. It's not a good thing. No one, no one should do that to her. However, what she's talking about here is now she's trying to say well this is just what reporters do so of course people who are uh, antagonistic towards her and who are a little more aggressive are going to go to all of her friends and all of her family and do these things show up at their door and we've seen some of it already she's already complaining about some of it happening already well you're the one normalizing this behavior this is insanity it should not happen and you know her, her she tweeted yesterday she said rather than debate doxing I hope people can read the story and see the striking escalation of attacks against gay and trans people and the crucial role this account has played in the right-wing media ecosystem. Well, look, I read the story. That would have been the debate if you didn't name the person and give out their address, right? That would have been the debate. People would have been saying, well, is this account highlighting people who are going through difficult uh, times and maybe shouldn't, shouldn't be highlighted? I don't know. You can have that conversation. And you know what's so crazy is I'm not debating that that guy felt... Uh, you know, he was a girl and felt like he's now a he or whatever. I, I, I wasn't even debating that. What I'm debating on that TikTok video, the last one we played, is you're saying that doctors uh, are guessing. guessing. <laughs> that That's the thing. And you're saying that to first graders. Right. That's the controversial part for me. I'm, I'm, I'm so past the, oh, 
He's a dude. He was a girl. Huh? I mean, I don't really care. When I'm on TikTok, I don't really care yeah. what you say you are. And it's such a strange thing where they separate this when it comes to gender and sex. You know, this is they've been this has been their defense, right? When you say, "Wait a minute, we know what sex is." Everyone knows they're like, "Well, this is a different thing. It's the feeling you have inside." Look, maybe it is the feeling you have inside, but your feelings about what you have inside are completely unimportant to me. I don't care what your feelings are. Your feelings make no difference to society. You can have all the feelings. You can be. You can cry at Hallmark movies or not. I don't care what your feelings are. Your feelings might be important to you. They might be important to your family. They might even be important to the first graders' families who you are teaching. But they are unimportant to society in general. You can feel like a boy or a girl uh, however you want, whenever you want. But what you are is important to society. What you feel like you are isn't. That's important to you and your personal life. You deal with that all you want. But what is actually important to society and to doctors who need to know whether you might be pregnant or not is what you are. That's the important thing. Back in just a second. Let me give you a little something to get excited about. Blinds.com is having a massive sale right now, and you can get huge deals on energy-efficient window treatments that are going to help you save a ton of money and throughout the year. Uh, Whether it's their cordless cellular shades, which are made from recycled water bottles, or their premium solar roller shades, which will protect your home without obstructing your view, you can be blocking a lot of the sun and the heat, and that's going to matter when the electric bill comes around. Blinds.com. They make it really easy for you to change window treatments inside and around your home. Whether you shop online or you want to speak to a design consultant, no matter how many window treatments you order, one or a billion, they will add the personal installation for one low cost. It's Blinds.com, the number one online retailer of custom window coverings, and they have over 40,000 five-star reviews to prove it. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 40% site-wide during their Earth Day sale. It's Blinds.com. Do it right now for 40% off at Blinds.com. Restrictions and rules may apply. Stay informed. Sign up for the free newsletter today at glenbeck.com. This is the Glenn Beck program. Johnny Depp is on the witness stand now uh, against, uh, what's her name? Amber Heard. Um, I don't know anything about it other than, you know, what I've read and just watching Johnny Depp. It's worth about 20 seconds of coverage. He didn't look good. You know, just just saying, mm, maybe it's the pirate in you, but you don't make a credible witness. Getting to the gym, you know, the doctor said, you know, Glenn, you got to go to the gym. And and then I did. And now he's yelling at me because I went to the gym and I I ate some built bars there at the gym. And he's like, you got to use the equipment. I'm like, dude, keep it straight. OK, don't you can't just keep changing on me all the time. Uh, built bars have about 130 calories, only four grams of sugar, four grams of net carbs and 17 grams of protein, also made with 100% real chocolate, amazing flavors that I think you're really going to love. Get rid of all those snacks that just 
taste good. They're not too friendly for your waistline. These taste great and they're good for you. It's built.com. Built.com. Use the promo code BEC15 and get 15% off your order right now. Promo code BEC15 for 15% off at built.com. 15 seconds. Forbes is uh, an amazing guy. He's the chairman and editor-in-chief of Forbes Media. Uh, Forbes is the leader in business information. He is the author and co-author of a ton of books, including Money, How Capitalism Will Save Us, Flat Tax Revolution. Uh, He also campaigned for uh, becoming the president of the United States, the Republican nomination in, I think, 96 and 2000. He has now released a new book, Inflation, What It Is, Why It's Bad, and How to Fix It. I am really interested in hearing what he says may be coming our way. The topic, Inflation, with my friend Steve Forbes in 60 Seconds. Sad to say, but you just can't trust anyone these days. Nowhere is that clearer than when you're trying to navigate something like a home loan. Let you in on a little secret. The banks, they are in it for the money, as much money as they can get. And they'll run over you with a bulldozer to get it. So if you're looking to buy a home, refinance, or consolidate debt, I would like you to try American Financing. You can find them at AmericanFinancing.net or you can call them at 800-906-2440. This is a company that I have used. I've I've been uh, with American Financing for about 20 years uh, and Stu has used them. Sarah has used them. A ton of people that work here at the Mercury Studios have used them in the Blaze. We like them Um, and we have had great results Uh, They listen to you and then try to do the right thing. Uh, American Financing, 800-906-2440. It's AmericanFinancing.net. American Financing, NMLS, 182334, www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. Welcome, Steve Forbes. How are you, sir? Uh, Good to be with you. Thank you. Um, So I'm really interested in... uh, hearing your take on what we are headed for with inflation. So let's let, uh, what, let's start here. Ahead. Explain what inflation is, because some people, you know, you're so used to hearing, we're going to have 2% inflation. Oh, that's good. 
No, it's not. Is it, Steve? Uh, no. Yeah. Uh, just as uh, you don't say uh, we're going to reduce the size of a gallon of gasoline 2%, and that's good for you. No, it isn't. <laughs> <clears throat> Keep it the same. So inflation, uh, that is why we did this reader-friendly book, no jargon, straightforward. There are really two kinds of inflation. One, the non-money kind, non-monetary kind, is one, say, you have bad weather, so commodity prices go up, wheat prices go up, or you get the kind of shutdowns we had with the pandemic, which disrupts uh, supply chains all over the world. We're still suffering from that. That sends prices up. And then you have the money kind, where the government uh, uh, reduces the value, in this case, of the dollar, by creating too many of them. And uh, we know the government has been spending on a spree. How has that been financed? A large part of it is the Federal Reserve uh, buys those bonds. How does it get the money to buy those bonds? It creates that of thin air, the ultimate ATM. Now, unfortunately, Glenn, on the non-monetary inflation, normally if you just leave the economy alone, uh, those things will heal themselves. Uh, we did it after World War II, and we converted from a wartime economy to a peacetime economy. Disruptions, but we did it. But unfortunately, the Biden administration is putting obstacles in the way, starting with the war on fossil fuels and a lot of other the crazy things they've done. Seventy seven executive orders, two hundred billion dollars of new regulations. So they're making the problem worse instead of letting the economy heal. And the Federal Reserve, they've been printing a lot of money. They've been using gimmicks to try to keep that money from flooding the economy. But that's going to run out. <clears throat> so uh, if they don't get their act together, we're in for a rough time and let me just conclude on this. Unfortunately, and this is where we have a real danger now, the Fed believes the way you cure inflation is not by stopping the printing press and making the dollar whole again, making it stable again. They believe you do it by slowing the economy down, throwing people out of work. And that's what they're up to now. So, Steve, first of all, um, the... The idea of inflation, where you say it's now at 8.5, that's just because we measure it differently. If you look at shadow stats that measure it the way we did under Reagan, it's at 17.1. Is that fair to do or not? Well, this gets to the whole thing of how do you measure uh, prices? Uh, the whole uh, the Labor Department has a whole bureau devoted to it. What do you put in the index? And one of the crazy things is, is when people's buying patterns change, let's say uh, meat prices go up, which they have. So instead of having a steak, you might go for uh, some cheap hamburger. Well, they don't, they, they don't count that as a uh, inflation. They just say the patterns have changed. So, yes, you can manipulate mm. these things six ways to Sunday. But the bottom line is prices are going up. The cost of living is going up. Part of it is the uh, pandemic and the Biden administration making things worse. We can cure that, hopefully with a new Congress. But the Federal Reserve, they got to get over this notion that when we do work, when we are trying to be prosperous, they got to slow us down. I, I, really bad stuff. I don't know that anybody really understands the Fed balance sheet and what they've done and the money that they have loaned out trillions of dollars that they have bailed banks out all around the world if you can't you know they're trying to sell off the stuff they have on their balance sheet but every time they try that and raise interest rates the economy stops um and so not sure they're going to be able to do either of those how do you pull this money back in to be destroyed 
what what you do, first of all, which they they won't do this part, is you leave interest rates alone. Let the market set interest rates. Controlling interest rates is like rent control, which, uh, as we know, hurts new construction. This is trying to control the price of money, in effect, the price you pay for uh, renting the money, so to speak. So they should just leave that alone and let the market do it. Market can sort it out very quickly. On your point about the what the, the balance sheet, when you say balance sheet, people's eyes start to glaze. This thing of it, Fed is sitting on a pile of bonds, and uh, too many of them. And so what they should be doing is uh, letting those bonds mature, uh, not buying new bonds. Let the money supply go down. And if they uh, do that in a responsible way, we'll avoid a huge slowdown. But let me give you something, This uh, what a gimmick that they've been employing in the past year when they created or were creating $120 billion a month, uh, pulling money out of thin air. Let me just, uh, let's walk our, your listeners through on this. The Federal Reserve creates money. They call up a dealer, a bond dealer like Goldman Sachs, and say, we want to buy a billion dollars of bonds. So Goldman says, fine. They give the Fed the bonds. And how does the Fed pay for those bonds? They credit Goldman's bank account. Where does that money come from? No place. The Fed just says, voila, you have it. And that's how they create the money out of thin air. So they're doing that last year at a rate of $120 billion a month to help finance the government's debt. And uh, so what they did to try to keep from an even worse inflation than we've been experiencing is they then create the money and then borrow it back from the banks and money market funds overnight. Uh, if you want to get technical, if people want to look at this stuff, uh, they, they go to the Fed balance sheet, they'll find a thing called reverse repurchase agreements. In right. effect, the Fed is pouring money, pouring a bucket of water in one end of a pool and then taking it out at the other end of the pool. Now, that gimmick uh, can't go on forever. And, you know, a year ago, a little over a year ago, they had zero of these uh, reverse repos. Now they have $1.7 trillion. That's the game they've been playing. Huge dam of money ready to flood the economy. So we are now also, um, by turning the, um, taking the money and saying, oh, no, your central bank, that your dollars are no good to Russia. A lot of countries around the world are going, geez, if I get on the wrong side of America, all of a sudden what I have as gold is no good. That's not safe for me. We are destroying the dollar at the same time we're inflating the dollar. How's this going to end, Steve? Well, ultimately, and this will sound very strange, and you shouldn't say it in polite company. Ultimately, in a few years, we're going to do again what we did for the first 180 years of this country's existence, and that is tie the dollar to gold. Uh, what it means is, is gold, for a variety of reasons, keeps its intrinsic value. And all it means, it's like a measuring rod, not perfect, but it keeps the dollar stable in value. If we had maintained the growth rates we did for that 180 years, which was the greatest in human history, and then we went off the gold standard in the early 70s, and since then, the average growth rate of the United States economy has gone down by at least one third from about four and a quarter percent to two and three quarters. That doesn't sound mm -hmm. like much, but you do that over 50 years. Let me just give you a number. The average, uh, the median household income today is about $68,000. If we'd maintained our historic rates of growth, 
which we did for 180 years through depressions, wars, civil war, you name it, if we'd maintain that average rate of growth, you know what the average, what the median income would be? $110,000. That's what we've lost for a half century of funny money. It's bad stuff. Um, can you explain, you just said that the Fed is going to destroy jobs or their, you know. Uh, yes. How, how are they, they doing? They, they have this thing, they, they, they have this theory called the Phillips curve. It's not a baseball pitch. It's named after an economist who said that if you want low unemployment, you have to have high inflation, higher inflation. If you want lower inflation, you have to have higher unemployment. They believe prosperity causes inflation. They don't realize devaluing the dollar causes inflation, but they can't grasp that. So as a result, when you hear this talk about soft landing, what they mean is, we, can we slow the economy down enough without going into a full-fledged recession? Usually their attempts at soft landings is a crash landing. Mm -hmm. They are trying to slow the economy down, create unemployment, because they think the economy is too prosperous. That's why they think we have this inflation. So they won't say that explicitly, but you press them on it. Yes, they want, the, they want a slowdown and they just hope they can avoid a recession. It's bogus thinking. Uh, experience disproves it. But at the Fed, the Phillips curve is wholly writ. Um, Steve, when you look at, uh, by the way, we're talking to uh, Steve Forbes. He's got a new book out called Inflation, What It Is, Why It's Bad, and How to Fix It. Um, Steve, when, when you look at the money printing that we have done, um, you immediately think of Weimar Republic. I mean, idiots know that, hey, you can't keep doing this for very long and at huge sums <laughs> right. of money. Okay. Everybody learned that. Weimar Republic, Zimbabwe, et cetera, et cetera. Venezuela yeah, today. Yeah. Venezuela. So um, do we know or have a guess on 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 how close we are to that? I mean, is there a possibility we go into hyperinflation? Uh, you can't rule anything out with these people, but uh, I think the answer is no. I think even some people at the Fed are realizing they're, on the, uh, they're in the danger zone. And so uh, they're trying to figure out they got themselves into this mess. And they were doing this, by the way, undermining the value of the dollar before the COVID crisis. This was starting in 2018. So they can't say, oh, we did it because of COVID. No, they're doing it before COVID. So I think they're uh, trying to figure out now, how, how, do, how, how do we get ourselves out of this without uh, getting a disaster? So I think they're going to slow down the money creation. But what they should be doing now is uh, instead of trying to manipulate interest rates, just let their balance, just let the bonds mature and their size that they hold of those bonds go down nature will take it nature will take care of it treat the keep the dollar stable and then let the bonds mature run off and uh, we'll 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 get through this but the other side of the coin is even if the fed starts to behave itself then you have a government that is doing everything it can to slow the productive part of the economy. You know, right. the genius of Ronald Reagan was when he cured the inflation at the same time, he had cut taxes, deregulation. And that's why we roared in the eighties yeah. after uh, those tax cuts went into effect. 
We're doing and, the uh, exact opposite. So we're going to have to wait for 2024 yeah. uh, to get that done. But in 2022, hopefully with the uh, November elections, at least we can put barriers in the way of the Biden administration from putting new burdens on the economy and also start questioning the Fed. What in the world are you guys doing? Why do you think uh, prosperity is bad for us? Uh, Steve, can I hold you for one minute? I'd, I'd sure. like, I've got about five more minutes if you have time. Um, hang on 60 seconds. And we're back with Steve Forbes. Um, Sometimes we send people out to do our bidding. Sometimes we send them out to protect us in our own communities. Um, we send firefighters out to fight our fires. We send soldiers out and they don't come back or they come back forever different as a person. This is where Tunnel to Towers Foundation comes in. Tunnel to Towers was started right after 9-11 and they have been supporting America's heroes and their families, the first responders or military service member when they don't come home and children are left behind. They pay off their mortgage to lift the financial burden. This really great organization. For catastrophically injured veterans and first responders, Tunnel to Towers builds mortgage-free smart homes, enabling severely injured heroes to live more independent lives. And now, through Operation Home Base, Tunnel to Towers is gifting tiny homes to homeless veterans. You can help. Donate $11 a month. Just $11 a month at T, the number 2, T, Dot org t2t.org uh do it now and um let's start to let's can we just take care of our own and stop looking to the government to do these things t2t.org 10 seconds station id Steve, uh, I know this is off the inflation path a bit. Um, we're talking to Steve Forbes, the book Inflation, what it is, why it's bad and how to fix it. But I'm really concerned about these ESG programs, uh, you know, going and switching our economy to a stakeholder uh, capitalism, which is just bullcrap, in my opinion. Uh, and, and, uh, and, and the way we are letting BlackRock and others come in and just buy us all up. They're buying one in every seven homes for sale going to BlackRock. Well, uh, this uh, uh, and the nice, the good thing about a free economy, free country and free speech is when these things start to happen, you can arouse the public. They won't say it publicly, but Coca-Cola and Delta really reverse course after they did what they did last year when they booted the all-star game out of Atlanta because they didn't understand what Georgia did with the voting laws, which are more more liberal than they were in New York City. Hello. And uh, they got burned on that. They got real pushback on that. Mm. Disney's getting pushback on it. So the way the way you answer this stuff is you push back. And one of the things I think you're going to see happen after the November elections is looking at ideas on how, if you're a shareholder in a fund or a group, an ETF or something, how can you have a voice on how your share of the shares, so to speak, are voted at these annual meetings? Uh, it's complicated, but I think you're going to see uh, real, real uh, thinking on that. So it's not just a group of people. You know, decades ago, there was a great uh, business guru called Peter Drucker. 
and uh, <clears throat> he uh, still some schools still read his books, business schools. But he warned of what he called pension fund socialism. He noted the rise of pension funds uh, owned by the state and by uh, by endowment funds. And he said they can end up uh, buying the economy. Government doesn't have to do it. They're doing it for them. <clears throat> so I think you're seeing real pushback on that. But this gets to what you might call modern socialism. The modern socialists recognize you don't have to take over a company or an industry. You just have to regulate it. So its survival depends on your whims. And that's what the Biden administration is doing, practicing modern socialism and pressuring the uh, BlackRock and others or having BlackRock and others go along with uh, pushing that kind of uh, agenda. That has to be resisted. But modern socialism, different from Marx had in mind, uh, you get the regulators to do it. You don't have to take them over. Would you would you say that we are now doing modern monetary theory in Washington? We have one. Uh, they're doing a form of it. <clears throat> modern monetary theory is simply modern garb on the old idea of devaluing money by creating too much of it. You know, in Roman mm-hmm. times, uh, they did it by uh, reducing the precious metals in a coin and putting the tin and junk in it. Uh, modern times, we do it by printing up a lot of uh, paper money, or uh, now ellipsis on your handhelds. And uh, it's the same thing. And what you see unfolding now, and we discuss this in the book, Inflation, is the old uh, response of government, they scapegoat. You know, in Roman times, they blame Christians, medieval yeah. times, witches. Now, today, we blame company executives with the same old movie. Okay. Steve Forbes, um, thank you. Hold on just for a second. Uh, Steve Forbes, his new book is out today. You want to pick it up. Inflation, what it is, why it's bad, and how to fix it. More in just a second. The Glenn Beck Program. You know, no matter how generous you are, somebody out there always wants more than you were planning to give. In other words, you might be the type of somebody, some, you know, somebody that, that gives someone the shirt off your back, um, but then they want your shoes and your pants as well. That's what cyber criminals want. Fortunately, when it comes to online security, it's not enough just to monitor it yourself. You're going to need somebody like LifeLock. I think they're the best in the business. LifeLock is here because they understand cybercrime and identity theft, how it affects our lives, how it works, how it's mutating all the time. We put our information at risk every time we go online, and that's why LifeLock is there. Now, they can't catch everything. Nobody can. But they can monitor things better than you can, certainly, and most people can. If you do become a victim, they also have a restoration specialist that can work with you to help fix the problem quickly. No one can prevent all identity theft or monitor all transactions, but join up with LifeLock. They're the best. LifeLock.com. LifeLock.com. Use the promo code BECK or call 1-800-LIFELOCK. 1-800-LIFELOCK. Promo code BECK. Save 25%. LifeLock.com. Glenn Beck, The Great Reset is the new book. Number one book in the country, by the way. Get it at glensnewbook.com. I really like uh, Steve Forbes. At dinner with him and his wife one time, my wife was like, "You, you, you sit next to him." I, I don't. I mean, what am I going to talk to him about? You know, monetary theory. 
And I'm like, I, no, I'm fine, honey. Well, we got there and uh, seating had already been arranged and I'm sitting next to her, his wife, and she's sitting next to him. And uh, we had a great time. His wife and I, I love his wife. Uh, she is, she's just like a grandma. And, you know, when you think of a multimillionaire or billionaire, highly successful, you know, today you think of, you know, some blonde 40 years younger. And uh, I don't know how it came up. Probably I was probably rude. Uh, but somehow or another, I, I said, you know, something like, because we became fast friends quickly. And I said, uh, I just love the fact that you are uh, not ashamed of your years, something like that. And she said, oh, the white hair and the wrinkles. <laughs> like, Well, yeah, she said, yeah, you know, we used to we used to be able to handle that. Now we can't have any wrinkles. I earned all these wrinkles. I earned this white hair. And she was just great. She was just a normal human being. Tanya, also, I think Steve is somewhat of a normal human computer, um, but uh, he's uh, she didn't she she didn't have that same kind of warm buddy buddy conversation at dinner. So she didn't want to talk. Uh, you know, no, she macroeconomics no, at the table. Uh, no, no. I, you know, Steve Forbes is an interesting part of history in that you know. The country really could have taken a, 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 a change for, I would argue, the better if he had won that nomination in 1996 in particular. He ran in that primary, won a few primaries, was very competitive. Mm -hmm. I think he wound up finishing third technically, but like was right there in that conversation. And, you know, if he had won that primary, he's in the race against Bill Clinton. Uh, he... I mean, does Ross Perot jump in a second time in 1996 if there's another sort of businessman on the on the ballot already? I mean, probably not. Probably not. Yeah, I mean, not that they share philosophies Did exactly. Did Ross jump in the second time? He was 92 and 96, right, for Perot? Yeah, I know it was 92. I didn't remember 96. He did it again. Yeah, he ran in 96. And that is, I mean, I, you know, to this day believe that was the difference. I mean, I, there's some disagreement on that. But generally speaking, I think people uh, realize that you know, with Ross Pro not running, probably. Uh, I mean, look at how crazy this is that we we were there. The people were there in 92. 92, I think it's pretty widely accepted right. as the possibility. 96, I mean, you know, look, Bob Dole was not a strong candidate. 96. No. Now, you know, Clinton running for re-election, maybe he would have pulled it off. But Forbes is the candidate with no pro in that race. Maybe he wins that, and then we're talking. I mean, he ran on as a for flat, a flat tax. tax. I mean, it, it would have revolutionized the country and I think the economy in such a positive way. And we were we were there at that time too. I mean, if the Republicans would have been strong, mm -hmm. uh, we probably could have gotten a flat tax through. Well, this, we, is the, this is when Bill Clinton is in front of the country saying the era of big government is, is over. over. Mm -hmm. You know, that's where the country's, uh, you know, so I don't mind think that, that is true uh, back then. We all felt it, but I don't, I don't think, think he believed it, but he, I think he felt the need to yeah, say it, which is notable enough. Um, I think the era of big government might actually be over. If we survive this, I think massive changes are coming. Mm. Massive changes.
I mean, doing the show tonight on um, what's being taught in our schools. I mean, this the holy cow. You are not going to you just won't believe your eyes when you see what is being taught in first and second grade, third grade, fifth grade about sex and sexuality. It is so graphic. I have to blur out the screen from the books I'm going to show you. Yeah. Because I could go to jail for peddling child porn by showing it to you online. And what the teachers are showing this to our kids. Yeah. Something's not right. Uh, And the way to fix this, honestly, is to uh, say enough with the unions. The teachers unions are the worst, the worst. Um, And getting it out of Washington, D.C. I mean, it's close the Department of Education. Just shut it down. You know, I I was uh, talking to some people last night and uh, I said, you know, what I would really like to see from a president and President Trump could do this is um, on the campaign trail. He could get up and say, you know. I know a little about real estate. I'm tremendous at real estate. I've I've made a lot of money on, you know, he could do that Mm -hmm. Um, and then just say, so I have the credibility on real estate and I want to talk just to the people that live in northern Virginia and southern Maryland right there around the beltway of Washington, D.C., I'm really tired of seeing construction cranes building these giant buildings in Washington, D.C., and your property values have gone through the roof. The only employer here, real employer, is the United States government (laughs) or the companies that are trying to get deals from the United States government. I just want you to know when I become president... I am going to do everything I can to collapse the real estate economy in this town. So I would advise that you, if you think I'm going to win, put your house on the market right now, because you'll never get a better price for it than right now, because I'm going to fire thousands of people. (laughs) This is going to this is going to make Allentown Mm, circa 1983 it's gonna make allentown look like disney world okay i would love for him to say that and mean it because i i think america is ready for big change it's hard to argue for a continuing of what we're doing now a continuation of this is not the path this is not the way (laughs) not at all it seems to be getting and, uglier and uglier as we go. And going back to, you know, business as usual, this has been the problem with the Republicans. They don't have a vision for the future. It's not enough to say, we just got to return to the con- uh, to the Constitution. How are you going to do that? Mm, yeah. How are you going to do that? So put that in an actual plan and show me what you're going to do. On a big scale. Yeah, I think the best clear example of this right now is what's going on with education. I know you're going to be talking about all the stuff tonight with the craziness going on in these schools. And yeah, we should be calling that out. And yes, we should try to correct those problems. 
And yes, we should try to get those schools open because they were ridiculous. With those. And yes, we should make sure kids shouldn't have to wear masks in school. All of these arguments are correct arguments, and they were widely made by Republicans and true. But that none of them are a vision of the future. They're all just like, well, we shouldn't do these bad things we're doing. How do we correct this nonsense? Well, a vision of the future is saying, get this. what you said about the Department of Education is part of it. And also... Get your kids out of these schools. Get them into private schools. The problem is most parents can't do it. What do you mean? What do you mean? What do you mean? What do I mean? What do you mean? You're saying in, parents, under this current system, there is a yeah, big yeah, challenge yeah, yeah. of what. Yes, you can't but, afford but again, it. The, the plan is to get the people. I know who, you're spending money for these schools already. People are like, well, I want free public schools. You're not getting them. You're spending money on these schools. You're paying for them with your taxes. If you were able to have your own money. That would that would do the majority of the work here. If you could just and get the free your own market money, would do the rest. You bring, get your own money. You bring them to a private school of your choosing. You might homeschool. Mm-hmm. You might pod do pod learning. You might do uh, private school. There's a bunch of different options. But if you were able to fund the students and not the system, which is what uh, there are some people out there, Corey DeAngelis being one of them, who are pushing uh, for this type of stuff to be more of a priority. It is happening in some areas at the state level. But like, why is it not the rallying cry of the, Re- the National Republican Party right this second? You've, you will never have a better opportunity to reform the education system than you have coming out of COVID. Everyone because looked I, at it. Everyone got to see it. Everyone's seeing CRT and, and this, you know, the gender craziness and all this other stuff thrown at them constantly. This is not the time to fix public schools. It's the time to abandon them. Yes, it is. Go another direction. Give people another option. I mean, the, the, the halfway step there are things like school vouchers and the ability to be able to choose. But like, honestly, like this should not be the we should be moving toward getting these kids out of these schools if it's at all possible. And in conjunction with changing the rules with vouchers and all of that is developing more, I think, charities on the Republican side and conservative side to say, let's fund. Yeah, yeah, I know. We always talk about university education and how crazy the professors are. It's too late. It's too late at that point. Changing the professors at the universities is certainly something that should be done and, and it should be changed. But like K through 12 has been ignored by conservatives for years who keep whining about some crazy professor who's talking to a 20 year old graduate student like it's too late. There needs to be a foundation for these kids. The foundation is the real problem. They can make a decision and say that stuff is crazy later on if they have the right foundation. If they don't, then this stuff is going to work. So get to them early and say, hey, let's go to a school that actually achieves things, that teaches our kids, that that instructs, instructs them in things that are actually valuable and not how many of the thousand genders they might wind up being on an average Thursday. We have to do that stuff. And there's reasons that there's ways to do that through law and, and certainly uh, approach. Also, I think there's there needs to be private solutions to that. But also, it should be the focus of the party right now, right this second. It's incredible that this has been an opportunity that the conservative politicians out there will sit there and whine about public schools all day long without making a difference and changing the way these kids are educated. Oh, you stopped talking. I've. You just went on there for a while. I didn't know what you were. I'm sorry. Was. I actually care no, about kids. I actually, I think you're, you're <laughs> absolutely right. Oh. And it, 
it is, um, you know, you, you always say, we always say the next election. I mean, unless the Republicans screw it up. This is a very big example of yes. screwing it up. Mm-hmm. Here they have this opportunity because people are passionate about their kids, passionate about schools, passionate about. I mean, watch the show tonight. You will have passion on this topic and somebody is going to capitalize on it. And I think that's why we like Elon Musk. Elon Musk sees a problem and he's like, you know what? Let's just go fix it. Let's go fix it. I'm going to go. I'm going to I'll fix it myself. I'll use my money and I'll fix it. Uh, you know, you can't go into space. You can't launch a rocket on your own. Yeah, well, I'm going to. And he does. <laughs> that, that is big visionary thinking. We have none of it in Washington, D.C. Zero. We just need somebody with a big visionary thinking that says, I know who the American people are. I know they can do anything if we just leave them alone and get out of their way. So that's what we're going to do. And we're going to start with education. You keep all your money, states. Keep all your money. We're not going to uh, take your money and then return 60 cents on a dollar. And then tie all that money to things that we in Washington think you need to do. You need to do it at the local level. I'm abolishing the uh, Department of Education, and that's the first one I'm going to do. But believe me, the prices of this real estate is going down. They are going to go way down, and uh, it'll be beautiful and wonderful uh, to watch them collapse. Ah, Come on, Donald Trump, do it. All right, gold line. There's a historic uh, irony that borders on being funny. Uh, Try this one for size. There was a time in this country when, because of gold, people actually packed up and went to California. Hmm. Now, all these years later, in large part because of places like California, people are having to turn to gold. Isn't that weird? I mean, I don't make the history. I just repeat it in the hopes that it won't repeat itself. Not much doubt, as a country, we're in one of the worst positions we've ever been in. The point of no return may have already passed months and months ago, at least for the dollar. I don't know. But you can put yourself in a safe position or safer position by acquiring physical gold. Please do not buy paper gold. Call Goldline today and find out about their specials on graded $5 gold Indian head coins. You may be eligible for free platinum, uh, but you have to call and find out how to qualify. The number is 866-GOLDLINE, 866-GOLDLINE. I also would suggest silver. Um, Silver is a a lot easier on the budget than gold is, obviously. And I think that's the fastest way to... um, Fastest way for barter and, and everything else that you might need and holding value. Gold or silver. Find out what's right for you. Do your own homework. Go to goldline.com or just call them. 866-GOLDLINE. 866-GOLDLINE. The Glenn Back Program. Uh, just been in the breaks, just been checking in with, uh, the, uh, Johnny Depp tef- testimony. Uh, and, um, he shouldn't talk without a script. He really is. 
uh, substance abuse claims grossly embellished. That's the headline. But if you're watching him, he is talking about, well, yeah, and I, you know, I, the drugs were so bad that I, when I tried to get clean, I had to stand under a scalding sh- uh, shower and burn my skin to make the receptors pay attention to something else other than my withdrawals. Um, I don't know if I don't know if that's an embellishment of your drug addiction. That sounds like pretty serious drug addiction to me. I'm not just saying he should learn to answer in less than three words because uh, he's not doing himself any favors. All right, we'll see you tonight, nine o'clock, Blaze TV. If you're a parent, it's a don't miss. This is the Glenn Beck Program.